Hey everybody, it's your boy Dave Noodles and we are on the Type 88 show where we talk to people about how they turn their dreams into reality. And this guy right here is no stranger to the game of checking things off his bucket list. Championship rings, helping the community, building community on Staten Island with baseball, supporting the youth. I want to welcome Homer Bush to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here, man. Appreciate it, baby. So you've been on quite a run of just being on Staten Island for like 24 hours, right? You've been in how many different places? Oh gosh, uh, five or six, but it's been fun. <laughs> so what have you hit up while you've been here? Uh, went to the precinct, um, went, uh, met the uh, borough president, uh, been stock exchange, um, gosh, uh, I went to the elementary school at PSA team. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, that was fun. Uh, the energy was, was, was crazy, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> um, so I did that, and actually I have another school in the morning. Uh, so now I'm getting out there, you know. Community engagement is important to the Fairy Hawks. That's, and what, what a journey it's been, because grew up in East St. Louis, and what a journey of playing for my favorite baseball team, um, New York Yankees. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just, it happened. It um, wasn't nothing I was trying, really just trying to get an education. You know, I thought I'd use sports as a way out of East St. Louis. Um, but it was going to be by way of football, believe it or not. So I thought I'd get a scholarship, uh, get an education, get a $50,000 a year job, and that'd be it. But, wow. you know, but just with... You know, a lot of luck, as you can imagine, a lot of good direction, good advice. Uh, people steering me into uh, doing the right things. Um, found that I can play, I had a, a, a skill. I can play a little baseball, and poof, well, you know it, I'm in Yankee Stadium. Wow. <laughs> what a moment. So, what a, what a just a life, right? To just be there. And um, so, maybe we could bring it back to 98. Okay. Maybe you could just share a story with us. All right, so, uh, man, I have plenty, but I, I love talking about 98. It was <laughs> an amazing year. Um, so I was traded over in 97, towards the back end, and then um, we get to spring training in 98. There are no roster spots available. So uh, Brian Cashman was cool about everything. He said, hey, we're going to try to trade you somewhere where you can go play. And uh, as luck would have it, Luis Soho broke a ball in his hand in spring training, so I got a chance to start with the team. So uh, I get a few opportunities, I do well, and um, Soho comes back, another guy got hurt. So it was, it was just luck. Wow. So I got uh, a little longer tenure, uh, did well, showed some value coming off the bench. Joe was like, hey, I gotta have this guy. And man, the rest is history, I, I have to tell you. It was, it was tough for me because just imagine thinking every day, you're going to be sent out. You're going to be sent out. And yeah. uh, the one thing I took away from that whole experience was that as long as I was playing well, keeping my nose clean, other teams were going to want me. So I actually increased my value mm -hmm. <laughs> during the time when Soho was hurt. So, um, I mean, it, I, was, I was a little nervous, but I understood that I was increasing value, increasing value. And if they wanted to trade me or release me, I was going to be fine. I always talk to my friends who they all have, many of them have dreams, and it's like, stay ready. Yeah, right? it's mm. like you just got to keep sharpening whatever skill that is, you know, learning, studying, 
being aware of what's going on, and I just love that. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of being aware, in '98, uh, during that whole process, there was um, in our collective bargaining agreement. Um, I had been to three spring trainings, so they couldn't send me out on a, a fourth time. So I was out of options, pretty much, is what they call it. So I kind of knew my situation. I was aware of the process, and so learning about that uh, that motivated me to. Um, just know that time was on my side now. Yeah. I had given them three years. Uh, actually, it's six. You can only be protected after your third year. So I knew the process. I was well aware of it. And uh, I just used it to my advantage, and I just got hot at the right time. <laughs> from, from the sound of it, though, it feels like you were just, you, you were hot for a long time. <laughs> but they found you, and the timing, and I'm just so happy for you, you know, just to, you know, looking back at the past, it, we learned so much, right? And there's just so much we go through. We take those memories with us, good or bad. Yeah. And it's like, what do we do with them? And I just love your attitude. It's like, hey, this could be a temporary thing that we got going on, but I'm going to just stay ready. I'm going to keep getting better and doing my thing, and I'm going to add value. And wherever I go, I'm going to add value. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing uh, I, I know as a young man I didn't think about. When you're caught up in trying to be successful at something, it's about you, your process, and your journey, and your ups and your downs. But when you think about, um, as you go along uh, throughout everything, how can I bring value to the people that's given me the opportunity? You know, that when that clicked, that's when I felt like, whoa. Like, man, I'm almost unstoppable at this point. And, he, I, and I use that process at this point in my life mm -hmm. as well. You know, I, I uh, talk with Eric Shuffler a lot. And all I want to know is how, is how can I help make the Ferry Hawks better? How can I help make ticket sales better? You know, how yeah. can I help make the community better? Because if I do that, man, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here forever. I'll always have a job. People always love me. So with that said, you know, um, purpose-driven man, it's you know comes into play mm -hmm. and just learn it through my process not even yeah. you know no one having to beat it into me now that's i love that so what a transition right you're you know because you're working with a team you're on a team mm -hmm. and now you're transitioning to more of a administer of course leadership is always part of it right but but now you're you're working with the team, you're building community through baseball on the islands. Mm -hmm. So what, what's kind of going through your mind now, just with everything? Because uh, now it's, you, you're, you're swinging a different bat almost. Yeah. But you, you're in a, you, know, you have a different uniform on almost, but it's still a, it's the love of the game. Yeah, no doubt. So the end result is to be successful, right? And now that I'm in a, a managerial role, just do community outreach, just first thing I do, I've got to listen to where players are at. What are they working on? Uh, what do they want to get better at before I can help win ball games with them? Yeah. Or they can help me win ball games as a manager. So right now, just trying to hear what, what's needed in the community, what's needed by the players, uh, make sure we have a structured game plan each and every day when, when they come to the field. Uh, and all that's going to come by way of uh, communication, you know, being uh, being able to 
have them communicate to me what they need so that you know we can move forward uh, as a unit. So that's that's uh, taking up a lot of my time right now. It's just interesting because everyone has their own needs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I talked to my siblings. Like, what they the love that they need is different than my my folks or my partner, right? So. And then, of course, our relationships, our team, the people we work with. So it's just interesting hearing your take on it. And I'm really excited about where it's going to go from here. So, so what's kind of a, a goal that you have for the team? Okay. So, you know, and this is, this is I'm serious when I say this. Like, it's to win. I just want to win a championship. Like, yeah. I just don't know how to prepare for anything other than to just to be the best team at the end of the season. Now, along the way, things may change, and you know, they may, there might be another goal that comes up. But for right now, it's literally just to win a championship, to win every game. How can we win every game? Yeah. Knowing that we can't do that, um, you know, I, I'm realistic about what the record is going to be. Uh, so, how many games I want to win is not determined by uh, my desire; it's de determined by the competition. But my goal is to make sure we're the last team standing. And so that's, that's the goal. But if I had to put a number on the games to win, I would say 80. Okay. If we could win 80 games, um, I think we would be, definitely be in the thick of things and we can put some fear in some teams. So Homer, doing, of course, being on a team, winning the championship, to now trying to take a team to the championship, it makes me think of your book, Hidden Low in the Zone. Maybe you could kind of break that down a little bit for us, what it, what it means, and maybe kind of talk about how maybe that could also work, like managing a team. Sure. That's sure. the reference. Uh, you know, I always say as a manager, you've got to be able to impact one side of the ball. You've got to be able to help with the offensive side or the pitching side. And I feel like on the offensive side, things I've um, learned along the way and studied, um, it's going to help our team be a high contact team uh, and also a team that can elevate the ball and hopefully that turn into more extra base hits. So basically what the, the philosophy is, is uh, instead of looking in the middle of the plate for the traditional strike and trying to react north and south when the pitch is not thrown in the middle, let's pair two zones. And due to the physics of pitches, um, you know, once you, you take away the fastball, all other pitches have to settle down. So what you know, I'm hoping to do with the team is, uh, and incrementally, just throughout the course of the season, is pair two zones, the bottom of the strike zone uh, and below in the middle of the plate. And hopefully that will, will always be one step ahead of the process. We're not deciding, um, you know, like a traditional sense of hitting where you're, again, looking in the middle of the plate and now got to throw your high fastball. So you've got to, you know, you got to change the body positioning, the barrel positioning, and your decision-making changes. So at least now I can give them um, about 70 to 80% of decision-making already made. We don't even have to think about it. It's going to happen as long as you can cover those two areas. I love it. <laughs> so let's talk managerial style because everyone – I've been managed different ways. I've been managed when I've worked for someone or I was on their team. People were, it was tough love. 
it was aggression it was aggression there was motivation there's all these different styles and but let's maybe talk about your managerial style or maybe the approach that you're trying to take this here sure um you know the thing that i've learned uh and even after I, uh, I played the game, was managed by four or five different managers. Um, and I went into managing like travel teams and my son's teams. Uh, the thing that I felt I had to do was be into the player more. Let the players play. Uh, you know, let them know that the game is hard. So when they mess up, you know, you know don't get too high, don't get too low, uh, you know, don't ride the players. And trust that they, you know, they get seven outs on the offensive side, um, and you know, make give them their seven outs. You know, I'm not expecting them to get a hit all the time. You know, love them up. Try to keep them in a good headspace mentally. Um, Joe Torre is the manager that I admire the most. Um, first of all, he took a big chance. He took a big risk on me. So um, quite naturally, I've got to feel. I've got to reciprocate that as a, as a manager. You gotta take, take a chance on some players, but more importantly, uh, he just let us play. You know, I always say it's like a, a father in the backyard with 25 of his, his sons, just playing ball. And then that's uh, the managerial style I'm hoping to bring to the season. You know, put all my faith in the players, be there for them when they need me, and uh, you know, just help them with adjustments and work, work every day. Um, and let's just see what happens. You know, we can always adjust along the way, but I think that's a uh, that's a recipe for winning some games. I love it, Homer. What advice would you give to someone with a dream? Good question, um, man. There's a a lot I would uh, like to say, but my most important takeaway is this. You have to understand your process first. Then once you understand your process and your goal, you have to create a plan and execute that plan. Now, for me, what that does is it always keeps you one step ahead of the process. If you do not have a process, you can have some success. You can have some positive moments, but it won't be consistent. And ultimately, you want your, your plan to give you linear trajectory type success. If you're just going after it haphazardly, uh, I'm gonna be energetic today, I'm, I'm gonna take a day off tomorrow. Uh, not saying you can't get there, but I just don't like the chances of you being successful. So, and it also brings it back to you as a person, your drive, you know, and are you capable of accomplishing whatever it is you're trying to accomplish? So, figure out what it is you really wanna do, create a plan, and execute that plan, and and just see what see what happens. So Homer, I'm really excited. The season is upon us. When is opening day? Well, it can't get here fast enough, actually. But um, April 28th is when we get to rocking. So let's come on out. Um, the view is amazing. It's managed by an amazing human being right here, and I'm really excited about this season. So. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, opening day, April 28th, Ferry Hawk Stadium, Staten Island, let's show up. 62 home games this year, managed by the man himself, Homer Bush. Let's show up and show out. 
and all my people out there, don't stop dreaming. Keep dreaming.